Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield, and I am bringing you the long-awaited pumping, breastfeeding, bedtime routine podcast episode. Sorry for keeping you guys waiting. I know this has been a hot topic you've wanted to listen to, but Jordan and I are diving into these topics in this week's episode. I'm so excited for you to hear them. I do say this earlier on in our conversation, but I just would like to reiterate here that even if you breastfed for one minute, you breastfed for one year, like three years, as long as your baby is fed and happy, that is all that matters. This is a judgment-free zone. And in addition to that, this is just my journey with nursing and breastfeeding. Like if it works for you, great. If you do something that's different, great. And it works like don't worry about it and don't let it get to you. The point of this is just to hopefully help or give advice or like share our story in any way. But I'm obviously not a lactation consultant. I'm not a professional, just a mama sharing her journey of nursing her three babies. So let us know what you think of this episode. And I cannot wait to hear what you think. I am over the top excited to share today's podcast sponsor with you because it is something I consume every single day and I recommend it to so many of my friends. Today's episode is brought to you by Element. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't need, like sugar, which is in so many of these electrolyte mixes. Element contains science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is why it really works. It has 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and a 60 milligrams of magnesium. You know my obsession with magnesium. There's no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial anything like so many of these other electrolyte mixes out there. I started drinking this while I was pregnant for hydration and Jordan also got hooked on it too. Now I have it daily for nursing and I swear by it. My personal favorite flavors are the watermelon, which tastes like a Jolly Rancher, orange, and the citrus. But you can't go wrong with really any. It's totally risk-free to try it. And if you don't like it, you could share it with a friend and they'll give you your money back, no questions asked. Plus, anyone listening to this can get a free sample pack with your purchase with my link. DrinkLMNT.com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. This is a great way for you to try all the flavors and it comes with one of each. So you can try everything and see what your favorites are too. They also have an unflavored one if flavored beverages aren't your thing. This offer is exclusive for my community, so you won't find this available anywhere else. Let me know if you try it and what your favorite flavors are. And again, the link is drink, D-R-I-N-K, element, L-M-N-T dot com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. And I'm linking to everything in the show notes too, to make it even easier. <laughs> well, <laughs> people don't know that we already recorded this once and then we scrapped it. Well, you know, the other time we recorded this episode, I came off of a long stretch in the kitchen and I was so physically and mentally ugh that I think I sat down and I just felt like later that night when I was going to sleep, I didn't want to like disturb you because you were sleeping. I was like, oh, we can't, this, that episode cannot go live. Like there's just, I just, whatever. So sometimes I've never really done that before where it's like, ooh, let's redo it. But it's like, I want this, I want episodes to be helpful for for listeners and i just felt like that episode i wasn't like myself like i didn't have any like i don't know zoom, zazaza, zoom. yeah like you and i were just kind of like eh. and then i was talking to our life coach this morning and she's so funny she's like do you want me to come on and interview you for it and wow like, she would be a good i know but then she also had a good point because she was like you could also like 
you're having Jordan interview you about breastfeeding. Like you should be having a woman <laughs> talk to you about breastfeeding, like to share their experience too. And like talk together. I was like, honestly, like that was genius. You're so right. I should have thought of that. And that is why, that's why we hired you. So thank you so much for your input. Well, I'm still here anyway. I know. Well, I said, so, I said, but I mean, obviously I don't have any close experience to what you've done, but I have sat here for the last five years experiencing you being pregnant and nursing breastfeeding. That's what I told her. I think she was just like the camaraderie is like different, but I was like, it's okay. Cause I was like, it has to happen today. And the window, she had like a short window to do it, but I was so appreciative of the offer. But anyways, I digress. I'm excited to bring this episode live to you guys. Sorry, it's going to be a little late, but we took um, Instagram questions that you guys sent in over on Instagram. Jordan so kindly put them all together and we're going to chat through them. So this episode is going to be about breastfeeding, pumping, and towards the end of it, we're going to talk about the bedtime routine um, because we've been getting, I've been getting a lot of messages about that too. And I promise I'm not just saying like, I've been getting a lot of messages, but I'm not getting a lot of messages. Like I actually, every day people are like, how, what are you laughing at? <laughs> you remember when I had my short stint on Instagram and I would do, yeah. everyone's been asking me. But you know what? It's true. It's the funny part though, is like, it's true. Like I get like the amount of people that ask me yesterday where our couch is from, where our rub is, rug is from and, from. and it's like, those aren't things I like want to like, that I would like naturally talk I, about. I love our couch, but what a mistake. Yeah, no, I, we, don't, we don't like our couch. So like, I'm not what recommending a bad, it. What a bad return it's also on not, investment. It's not, it's not big enough. Like I just, I don't like it. I'm also, I don't think it's like as comfortable as I would have wanted. I want to like. Flip. I want to go and try like a hundred couches next time we go. I know, but you know what? You live and you learn. And we learned a lot about what we don't want to do next time. So. Cool. Yeah. It's, you know, All right. it's the way we do it. Let's anyway. Let's boob talk about to commence. All right, so why don't you give us a brief background on your nursing and breastfeeding journey? So I wrote brief in the question. Well, yeah, that's why I'm highlighting it because. <laughs> so for those of keep you it tight. who don't know, I we have three kids: Ezra, Brody, and Cooper. In case we're getting really basic here, Ezra, Brody, and Cooper. Ezra is four and a half. Brody's two and a half, and Cooper is. Grab a coaster behind you. Are you looking for it? And Cooper is ten months. I have nursed. All each of them for one year each. Well, Cooper at this point, like I, I'll make it to a year because he's already almost over ten months. And the journey for me, it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of dedication. But it's something that I'm super passionate about, and it's not something I expect everyone else to be passionate about. So I also just like to preface by saying that, like, if you don't breastfeed your child for a year, like I don't think that that is. A big deal whatsoever if you breastfeed your child for zero days or zero minutes, that's okay too. As long as your child is fed and growing and on the great on the right path, a fed baby is a ha- happy baby. A fed baby is a happy baby. What's that expression? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like so you get the point. Like it's a zero judge. It's a judgment free zone. This is just my experience. So I nurse each of them for for a year. One word you didn't use was a commitment. You definitely committed. I mean, it's such a commitment. Yeah. But I also like, I'm such a regimented person. So it's, it was, uh, the commitment 
didn't scare me. I guess. So talk about um, when you started to pump postpartum and I think it's different with all three kids. So maybe just give a little insight into each. It is. So Brody and Cooper are relatively similar. So I'll start with Ezra. So Ez was born a month early and he was also in the NICU and he was a C-section baby. So I nursed him right after he was born. Like I did skin, like, you know, they, they took him out of my, out of my um, body they stitched me back up while testing and doing all the tests for him and then brought him back to me like an hour or two later. And we, that's what we then got to do skin to skin. And I started nursing him. And I remember like crying. I was so excited. So, so nervous. I was like, oh my God, I have a C-section baby. I heard that they don't nurse easily. They don't latch the first time. And it was wonderful. And I was so, I mean, I didn't come in like pouring milk out the first time mom nursing. Like it takes days for milk to come in, but I had like colostrum coming. And unfortunately, Ezra starts spitting up blood everywhere, like 12 hours later, um, which turns out he had swallowed my blood in during the C-section when they were taking him out and he had to go to the NICU. So when he was in the NICU, it was really hard to breastfeed him because he had like tubes down his throat. He was like in the NICU, like plastic box. It was just like so hard to nurse him and be more of like those cuddles and skin to skin that like you dream of and you see online and like, oh my God, it's me so cute. And I started pumping, I think a day after that, like the hospital provides a pump. I use the Medela hospital grade pump and I started pumping then. So really early on. And then after that with Ezra, I continued to pump as much as I could. because I was trying to build a supply to make up for when he was in the NICU with Brody and Cooper. I waited a decent amount of time to pump with Cooper. I don't remember what I did with Brody, to be honest with you. But with Cooper, I waited like four weeks around there. I think it was like a month old. And I remember saying to you, like, Jordan, I need to start pumping. Like, I'm not going to have any milk in the freezer. So that's when I started. So you really can't plan for what you're going to do. So if your story is more like Ezra's, I recommend starting to pump earlier. And if you don't have to, then you don't have to. What about the postpartum cramping while you were breastfeeding? How do you get, how do you get through that? So when you have contractions and they feel like like the menstrual cramps, but like on steroids, I always thought like, oh, you deliver the baby and then like they go away. Well, plot twist, they don't go away. But the more you nurse and pump, they are going to like hurt. The cramps are going to get more intense, but that's your uterus contracting. So the more you pump or nurse and like basically stimulate your boobs, the faster those cramps will go away. One of the nurses taught me after I had Ezra, which was helpful. Yeah. And then for Ezra and Cooper who were C-sections, because you had the scar as well. I remember they put maybe some like heat heat packs or like a pillow to kind of help you just like keep it, like hold on onto it. Yeah. What pumps have you tried and liked and the pros and cons? So with Ezra, Brody and Cooper, I've used the Spectra, like the S2, the blue one, which doesn't need to get plugged into the wall. I really like that one. It's worked really well. Insurance covers like majority of it. I think I spent like 50 or $100 to get the one that doesn't plug into the wall. Yeah. And I also tried the LV, which I was really excited about. I thought it was working. It just was not working for me. I don't know if it's like my nipples, maybe. I don't know. It just doesn't latch very well. So I sold that one and now I use the Spectra. But then when we were going away to Nashville, it was the first time that I was leaving one of my babies while still breastfeeding for like an extended period of time. I got an airplane 
in the past, I've just been driving. So, you know, when you drive to go away somewhere, like you just throw everything to your trunk. Like, you don't, at least I don't really care about the organization. So just like threw my spectra in there. I'm like, it's fine. And on the airplane, it has to be like, you know, more consolidated, efficient, whatever. So a mom friend in the area so generously let me borrow her baby Buddha that one of my other good friends, Jesse, recommended. And 12 out of 10 of a pump, I should have bought this when I had Ezra. I don't know why I never knew about it, but that thing like really stimulates your nipples and it's great. I wouldn't use it every day in your home, but if you're someone who like commutes to an office or goes, or you're like traveling a lot and you're not with your child, like I really recommend the baby Buddha. What about your thoughts on that? And I'll, I'll sorry, I'll link to it in the show notes. So if people are like, which, like, I can't find it. I got you. What are your thoughts on the Hakka? Hoka? So, Hakka? The Hakka, I think. I used it with Cooper. I didn't use it with Ezra and Brody. I don't know if it's like my boob or I'm challenged, but like it just didn't latch on very easily. And with Cooper, it did like a bit in the beginning, but I don't know. Like it's a good way to collect. It's, if you have like an oversupply or like or like your your milk pours out easily, I think it's great. I don't like leak that often. So I was like doing in the beginning to catch like half an ounce or an ounce and it definitely adds up. So if you're someone who like your milk just like falls out of your boob, like definitely put it on. Um, I personally just don't use it as much anymore. And it's worth a try. What about cleaning your pump supplies? How do you do it and how often? So I clean them like every 24 hours, which I saw online that you're not supposed to do that anymore. I'm not really sure why, but like that's what I've been doing. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to clean them after each session or something, but I use the pump and then I clean the supplies and then I put them in the refrigerator so they stay cold. In between pumps. Yeah, in between pumps. So it's, for example, if I start with like cleaned pump supplies in the morning, then I clean them the next by the next morning. How has your supply been with all three times breastfeeding? I always thought that I was just making ends meet. Like, and I, I, I do, I don't think I have like an overabundance of breast milk, like, but I do have a, like a solid supply. I've never had an undersupply, which is good. But I also think it's because I nurse or pump every three hours. Like I'm very scheduled about it, which I think has helped my supply. Like it's all about the supply and demand. Like it's not, it's, it's very simple. Like the more your boobs are stimulated, the more milk that you're going to supply. And I think sometimes women can get like really in their heads. Like I'm only pumping half an ounce. I'm getting like nothing, but your boob is getting stimulated. You're going to produce more, like the more your boob is stimulated. So asking about like how many ounces you should be getting, is kind of like a loaded question. It is like, and it's like, for example, when I'm not with Cooper, I'll leave him like four to five ounces of a bottle. And then I pump at that time and I maybe get three ounces, sometimes two ounces. So it's not like an equal thing. It's not like a one-to-one ratio for that. I try not to just like with Ezra, I used to like get so on my head, like, oh my God, I only pumped an ounce. Like this is not good. But the more you just relax and just tell yourself like, it's okay. I'm doing this. I got this. You'll be fine. All right. So let's jump over to like your pumping schedule. So how many times a day do you pump? And then for how long? So until Coop, until your child is like sleeping through the night and is sleep trained, in my opinion, it's like a free for all. Like I nursed Cooper every three hours. And if I wasn't with him, I pumped. It was hard to find time to pump until he slept through the night. And until I was like leaving him more like, or, you know, just having more of a schedule. So for the sake of this, I'm going to just talk about when he was sleeping through the night. So it's 16 weeks. 
And if you are wondering, let's leave trading. We have a full blog post on it. And I think we have a podcast. Yeah, we have a podcast episode on it too. So my schedule until I started weaning is as follows. 7 a.m. nurse. Then I pump after because I still have milk left. And for how long? Mm, 10 minutes, 10 minutes or so. Then again, three hours later. So 10 a.m. I nurse. 1 1 p.m. nurse. 4 p.m. nurse. Then at 6 p.m., he gets a bottle, like 6, 6.30, he gets a bottle of six ounces of pumped milk that's either in the fridge or the freezer. So I pump around then, and then I would pump again at like 8.45, 9 before I go to sleep. So I would pump three times total during the day. And then for 10, 15 minutes each 10, one. 10, 15 minutes, yeah. I did like 25 minutes with Ezra, and like it's just so, it's just not necessary. Yeah, I think you, either you realize or someone told you like after that first 15, it's really... Yeah, like it just it's not much fine. is coming out. Yeah, and I haven't noticed a difference. So, so, so one thing you've tried to do is try to keep the schedule somewhat consistent. Yeah, but what about pumping so you don't take away from next feeding? That's when I don't worry about pumping. So, like the point of pumping is to stimulate your boobs when you're not with your baby, or if they're not draining you enough, or you know you're you're out to dinner or you're wherever you may be. So if you're with your baby all day, like. Don't worry. I wouldn't worry about pumping. Like if they're sleeping through the night, like seven to seven, like pump when they're sleeping a couple of times, if you need to build a stash or you want to pump. But when I'm with Cooper all day, like I don't pump. It's glorious. I love being with him all day. And that's why it's so, I'm so thankful to work from home because I really don't have to pump as much. Right. So the the pumps you do after you nurse are really just more for the stimulation to help build up the supply. Yeah. So, so you don't really get much out of those two pumps. And then the one at night, you probably get a little bit more. Yeah. So if you're someone whose supply you feel like isn't enough, like I recommend pumping for a few, like a couple of minutes after nursing. So say, or like if your baby's not fully draining you, pump a little bit after. That's why I do in the morning. Cooper, I, I, I think like drains me pretty well during the day. He also only nurses three to five minutes on each side. Like max, it's a dream. But in the morning, I just have so much more milk. And then with Ezra, like he was lazy at times when it came to latching. So if like it was like a 1 p.m. feeding and I nursed him and then I felt there was more milk left, I would just put the pump on for like five minutes and get the rest of the milk out and keep him going. So how long do you go overnight without pumping and draining? Mm-hmm. Eight, so 8.45, 9, I stop. And then at 7, so like 11 mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. But yesterday I actually went like 12 hours, which is. <laughs> I know Rachel's, get, Rachel's like a renegade these no, days. It's almost a year. Yeah. And then you kind of mentioned it before, but if you wanted to increase your supply, what else can you be doing? So I eat these matcha bites every single day. Like I have since Ezra. I'll link to them too in the show. They're so delicious. Get the chocolate ones. I don't like work with the company. Like I have a discount code so people can save money, but like they're so good. I love them so much. They sell powders and stuff too. So I eat those every day and they have like fenugreek in them. And then in addition to that, to boost supply, power pumping is highly recommended. So if you Google power pumping, it'll give you like the full breakdown, but you're basically like running a marathon with your boobs for 20 minutes. And my third suggestion for it is for it to increase supply is to pump after each nursing session. So if you feel like your supply isn't enough, or if your baby's on like a hunger strike or whatever it may be, nurse them, put the pump on for five minutes and keep those nipples going. You know, when you look at someone and you're like, wow, they are glowing. What is their secret? And I can I please be let in on this ASAP? 
Well, recently I felt that way about my friend and I called her to see what the beep she was doing. And she says to me, Rachel, you've got to try the collagen that I'm taking. It has changed my life. Now, I thought that liquid collagen sounded really gimmicky. It was overhyped, but I figured, hey, why not give it a whirl? Worst case, it doesn't work and I don't need to take it anymore. Well, fast forward to a month later and I am shook over the results. And if my mom, who tells me I look tired after I get a full night of sleep, is telling me that I have a glow from this, I'm not kidding you, you know it is legitimate. Now, the key here with taking liquid collagen is the consistency, like most things in life. Two times a day, every day, for they say at least three months. The average person sees results after three months of consistently taking it. I did after three weeks, so I can't even imagine what I will see in three months. I'm taking liquid collagen over powder for a few reasons because this question comes up all the time. Number one, it's easier for me to incorporate this into my daily life over powder. I take two tablespoons at the same time every single day. I don't have to mix anything. It's just drinkable. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink smoothies. So I stopped using collagen peptides because it was so hard for me to incorporate that into my diet. I also learned that powder has a 30% absorption rate and liquid has a 90% absorption rate. So that really won me over. I'm linking to the collagen that I'm taking in the show notes. You get 10% off with my link, plus more if you subscribe and save. It makes the most sense to do the subscription for two reasons. Number one, you need to give this three months to even know if it's going to work. So if you don't subscribe to it, then you're going to have to keep ordering after the 30 days because one order, like two bottles of it are for 30 days. I use the skin variety and I love it. It has a subtle taste of berry and it's really easy to drink. If you have any questions on this, let me know. I'm happy to answer them. And if you want to order it, you can find the link to my collagen over in the show notes. And now let's dive back into today's episode. Let's jump over to building a freezer stash. This is Rachel's pride and joy in our, in our freezer. When you start to create a stash in the freezer. When Cooper started sleeping, when the, like, all of our babies like start sleeping through the night. Because that's when you're not with that. Like you're not up every two to three hours nursing them. They form a schedule. And with Ezra, I was so caught up. I'm building this freezer stash. And then she with, was like obsessed. And then I realized, oh, plot twist. I'm not going anywhere. Like, why do I need this? So if you don't have a, a freezer of stash breast milk, don't worry about it. Unless you're like, you know, your situation is different and you feel like you need it. But with Brody, I had all this breast milk and it was the middle of COVID and I had nowhere to go. So you really don't need that much. Like if you know you're going on a business trip or you're going away with your friends or whatever, maybe for four days. Yeah, you'll need a decent amount of milk, but you don't need like hundreds and hundreds of ounces of breast milk. It's just like I have so much breast milk in the freezer and like it's going to be great for when he's over one because he'll be able to continue with the bottles of it. But it's not necessary to like drive yourself crazy. And then what what uh, have you seen as the best storage bag so um, for the used, freezer? Yeah, I've used two of them. I use like mom cozy, which was fine. And then I use kind or something. I'll link to those two. The kind ones have a cap on them, which we prefer. The mom cozy ones don't. So we have to like clip them onto a bowl to defrost them in hot water because otherwise like they fall into the hot water and then one day my milk leaked into a pool of hot water and that was annoying because then I lost like you know ounces of milk so I'll link to the one my favorite one in the show notes that I yeah, like. the, the mom cozy ones have like a ziplock top so like for the most part they they work fine but there's definitely a bigger risk of them not being fully sealed especially like when they freeze yeah I, li I like the kind ones they're like blue they have a cap they're they're better 
And then what's your, uh, what's your tips for thawing the milk out when you want to use it? The hot water for like 10 minutes. I'm sure there's better things, but yeah, that's probably, probably not the best way. I but. know. But like we did something one way, we were just like almost like an on, on autopilot when it comes to this. When do you give the baby the stored milk if you exclusively breastfeed? Great question. I give the freezer milk, like stored milk, a bottle before bed because they say that your supply is like less towards the end of the day. Like you're the milkiest in the morning. So to ensure that like Cooper and all of our babies were satiated throughout the night, I give them like a larger bottle than like just nursing them. So that's when we do that on a daily basis. And then the pump milk, like if you're away. So if you have like, uh, you're going on a trip, you have a work trip, a vacation, or say you're like, have a doctor's appointment during the time that you usually nurse, or you're going out for dinner with your friends or a concert. That's when you would want extra milk in the freezer. Because when your baby's nursing every three hours, like it goes, it comes fast. Yeah. I've, I've seen that yeah. happen. Okay. Let's move over to traveling. So we have finally traveled while you've been breastfeeding. I kind of, we kind of were talking about this and we realized that Brody was during COVID. So we didn't even have the opportunity to leave. We went to Maine. We drove up to Maine when he was like eight months. Right. Which I think was the first time ever. Yeah. But do you have any tips for traveling and pumping without the baby? Or maybe just, schedule. Or I was say, maybe just walk through the whole process sure. of, of traveling. So I pack a pump. Pumping bra, the pump supplies, dish soap, or you ask the hotel for it, but like bring dish bring soap so that you're like, it's like good soap. The storage bags and a cooler. This is for when I'm driving somewhere. So when you get to the hotel, ask them if they could store milk in their refrigerator. If you feel like the ho- like the room refrigerator is not warm and it's, it's not cold enough. The front desk will help you. Like every front desk that I've ever spoken to about breast milk has been so accommodating. They've put my ice packs in the freezer. I always bring like the reusable ice packs. Ice packs in the freezer. They'll put milk in the freezer, put milk in the fridge, like whatever you need. If your room's not ready for a few hours, like just ask them to store it, which is great. I use like a small cooler when we went away on an airplane. So that way I could like stuff it all coming home, which was great. And stay on a schedule. So I nursed like every three hours. I tried to, I mean, sorry, I pumped every three hours. I tried to do like similar timing to what I would do at home. But like, for example, Nashville was like a time, like an hour time change. It's not that crazy, but a little bit of a time change. And like, I didn't get caught up being like, oh, it's one o'clock. Like I have to nurse. I just made sure to do it every like three hours or so, which is annoying from time to time. But it's okay. It was also a good excuse to like sit for 10, 15 minutes. What about getting the milk through uh, the airport security? It was so much easier than I thought. And like, just I budgeted extra time. I budgeted, I think, extra like 15, 30 minutes. Because they will flag your bag. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's going to go like ding, ding, ding in the, in the uh, security process. So they'll check it. And like, they're very understanding. It's breast milk. So there were, it was completely seamless. I just like went through. They like, they'll test your milk. They didn't, actually didn't test my milk. But they tested my hands. And I just put the, I gave the ice packs to the hotel, like I said, so that I put the ice packs in the cooler and the milk stayed, it stayed cold. And so while you're away and your baby's home, mm-hmm. how do you prep the milk for the days you're away? So I used like big Ziploc bags and I just put like to make it as easy as I could for 
whoever was giving the bottle to Cooper on like each freezer pack of milk. I put like 7 a.m., 10 a.m., 1 p.m., et cetera. And then I would put it in a large Ziploc baggie and call it Friday. Then another Ziploc baggie, call it Saturday. And then I like wrote out a schedule so that they would know. I just tried to make it as easy as possible. Um, And then any milk that like Cooper didn't like finish one of his bottles. So I just told him, like, just put it in the fridge and then give that to him like during his next feeding and then add the other milk. So try to make it as easy as possible. The labeling of the bags really helps. What about if someone's been exclusively breastfeeding and their baby's not used to taking a bottle? Do you have any tips to kind of help parents get their kids to be comfortable with it? So I've always introduced a bottle around like four weeks, around the one month mark, the latest. Ezra had it like the day after since he was in the NICU. But Brody and Cooper, I did like one month and knock on what I never had an issue, but like a lot of my friends have had an issue where introducing a bottle has been more challenging. Oddly enough, it's always been with girls. So I don't know like if it's just like boys or it sounds like stereotypical, but like they're so hungry. They literally don't care about like how they're getting milk as long as they're getting it. But like my boys are just like, like they just guzzle anything that you put basically towards them. So introducing as early on as you can, I think is really helpful. And like Sometimes it's trial and error. Like I've heard people get a few different bottles and then it just like takes time to find the right one. I like the one that we use. It's also like aesthetically pleasing, which is like not really important when it comes to feeding your child, but like it is a nice bottle. So I'll link to that too. And it cleans really easily. Yeah. Cooper loves that. You can like hold on to it. Yeah, he holds it. Um, One other thing that I thought of is we always introduce the pacifier to our kids early, which probably has the same like texture and shape. Not like to use it, not to use it all the time, but we always had it available. Maybe that's an idea. Yeah. I just think the earlier, the better. So that way they're, it's not like, you know. They they don't even know. Yeah. Like when they're four months old, like they're already in like a little bit of a routine and you're like, all of a sudden they don't have a boob, like here's a bottle. So it's something for them to learn and then they get frustrated. So the earlier, the better. And then you've done this twice so far and you just kicked off your weaning process with Cooper. Yeah. But how do you wean? So in the past, I dropped one nursing session each week. And then it basically takes me like two months total to wean. This time, I'm kind of just going with the flow of it. Um, I was thinking of that like video. It's like me going with the flow and then like the monsoon happening and like the ocean dragging you in. My friend Lexi would know what I was talking about. But I, for Cooper, I start tried to start weaning and then... Every time he sees me now between four and six, he's going batshit and is like, like talking like mommy, mommy, hello. So it didn't like go. It's not going as well with weaning with him. I also think because he's like the baby, like he, you know, we just have like a really special bond, Cooper and I, when it comes to like, he's the baby. Why are you laughing? I think there's just a little bias here. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you, maybe you are the one who doesn't want to give. <laughs> no, you see him. That's not. That's I'm not just right. joking. Um, maybe, maybe you have to do a different session. Maybe he just likes that afternoon one. Yeah, and it's like I thought. Like, I mean, he's just hungry in general. But I thought, like, all right, like, just give him a pouch, like the Serenity Kids pouches. Like, you know, they have water in them too. But you try giving him like cup. He ha- drinks the straw of water, no problem. But I'm trying to just like go longer hours. I did go with five, five or six hour stretch a few days ago. So that was good. This time I'm just kind of really going, doing whatever, like not really being as scheduled. Like when he's like really cranky and food's not cutting it, then I'm, why do you keep laughing? Because <laughs> I, I just think, you know, the end is near. So you're just, uh, 
I'm, I'm also, you're, I'm, you're um, definitely, you're definitely stricter with yourself with the other two. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm like getting kind of sad. Like I'm not going to breastfeed again, which is great. Cause I'm going to be able to like try so many different things when I go get a facial. Ooh. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It's like, I don't, to me, like when I get, when you get down to like the two to three nursing sessions a day, it's really not bad. Like right now I'm at, so my current meeting schedule, I nurse them at seven. I drop, I basically dropped, this is what I did. I'm sorry if this is going to be confusing, but sorry guys, welcome to my head. I dropped pumping. So I don't pump at six o'clock anymore. And I don't pump in the morning anymore after nursing him, which is great. And like, I already feel like a new human just from not pumping. And I just pump before I go to bed. So we went to like the pink concert. I drink, I nursed him at like three 30 when you left to drop the kids off at your mom's. And then I breast, I, I pumped at eight 30. Like I went five hours. So I'm just like more go with the flow this time. There she is. Look at me going with the flow. Yeah, okay. Something you never thought you'd see. Probably. The flow is real over yeah, here. Yeah, the flow is good. It's flowing. So now that Cooper is having less nursing sessions, are you increasing food or it, how does that change? Um, I guess I'm giving him water. He's never had water until recently because like breast milk's pretty watery. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I give my kids unlimited food. Like, I say, I think he's getting most of his calories and nutrition probably yeah. from the food anyway. Like, I'm not sustaining him. That kid eats like a entire like toast with peanut butter, yogurt, all avocado, sweet potato, all the things, and he's very vocal. Like he said when he's hungry. So, you know, I didn't increase anything. I just kind of follow like my kids' hunger cues. So just going back to like, if you were to be a little bit more scheduled, I think what you did with the other kids was each week you would remove one session to basically when you got down to the morning and night yeah, and then you kept those for a little bit longer. Yeah. Wheel me in. So I said I was going to drop the 4 PM like afternoon nursing sessions. Like that's what I started with for Ezra and Brody. So instead of my schedule being what I shared before, it was like, it would be 7 AM, 10 AM, 1 PM. 6 p.m. and then the other pump session just drop one session each week and it's a good way to phase out it worked really well it takes a while it takes a while to drain your boots like i was all like oh my god i'm gonna run out of milk like my supply is gonna go down if i did this if i did this and it's like no it takes a long time to fully drain your boobs at least it did for me yeah I, I remember with ezra i mean poor middle child don't remember with cooper but with ezra you were doing that one session in the morning or night like for, for a while for a while i thought yeah it took him like i remember like i didn't nurse him for a full week and then like a week later i nursed him like i still had milk and then that was like the end it's almost like he just got like the last <laughs> of what was left of me and my soul at that point any other things you want to talk about breastfeeding before i move to bedtime i hope this was helpful i mean a lot of other moms like could have totally different things to say so please don't take what i say as like the answers this is just my experience this has worked for my three babies. If you have any other questions, just let me know. I'm very passionate about this topic. Um, I would love to be like a lactation consultant in my next. Well, life. I was going to say there's definitely a lot I of love it. a lot of availability to talk to lactation consultants and also the pediatrician. I feel like uh, the two pediatricians that we've had for the kids have been helpful to you as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they're they haven't been helpful in terms of like figuring out how to do this, but they've been understanding and like the growth's not going to be as fast or as quick as like a formula fed child. Like 
breast milk isn't as heavy or, or at least mine's not. So I, I like that we've always had a pediatrician that's like supportive and patient with, with nursing. All right. Okay. Nursing. Okay. Next topic. Bedtime routine and how we deal with three kids. As Jordan likes to sing, it's the most wonderful time of the day. <laughs> That's a Jordan thing to begin. I sing the song, but it's sort of a joke. But yeah, no, yeah but it's, I'm sure like 99 oh, yeah, parents will find that funny. Just by the end of the day, you know, like you're defeated. They, they wear you out. Before we had Cooper, Jordan and I would each take a night to do bedtime. And it was great because then you would have like the night off on the day that you weren't doing bedtime. So for example, like you could take a shower, take a bath, watch a TV show, finish up work, like whatever you need to do. And as you know, bedtime is usually like a big deal when, when you have toddlers. So fast forward, we have Cooper. Then there were, he wasn't really on a bedtime routine. And I was like with him majority of the time at that hour and trying to get rest during the during the quick windows. And Jordan started doing the bedtime for the older two each day. And then I would put Cooper, like focus on him and put Cooper down, kiss the other boys goodnight, et cetera. Then once Cooper was in a really good groove, Jordan and I fell into this like routine of both doing bedtime together. We got, we got trapped. And it was just so draining. Cause as you know, like we always say this, Kids are so much better behaved, like more well behaved for one adult versus two. So it was just like this big ordeal. It was so it was just taking too long. There was screaming like Brody wouldn't brush his teeth. He didn't want to pee in the potty, like wouldn't put a diaper on. And so it was like a couple weeks ago, I looked at Jordan. We were in the office and I was like, Jordan, we got to start dividing and conquering bedtime, especially because Cooper just like chills. So now each night, one of us will do bedtime and one of us has the night off. So this is our routine. From 6 to 6.30, it's like kind of a free-for-all. They have their like last-minute snacks, the desserts, the TV time. Right now, it's upset. they're obsessed with Bluey. Cooper has his bottle. We eat our dinner. At 6.30, 6.45, around there, we bring Ezra, Brody, and Cooper upstairs. I then brush their teeth in the bathroom, which, you know, Brody doesn't really like brushing his teeth. He's like, on the floor, on the floor. Like, he needs to be laying on the floor, and then you need to brush his teeth for him, which I we got to get rid of. Then they each make a pee-pee on the potty. After the pee-pee on the potty, they head into the playroom, which is directly across from their bedroom. They pick out one book and a couple of toys that are, are approved for sleep, aka don't make any noise. They bring them into their room. I put Brody's diaper on him. Ezra doesn't sleep with a diaper or pull-up anymore. They get into their beds. They each get one book that we read to the group. Right now, Brody's favorite is The Hungry Caterpillar. Ezra's favorite is the book with no pictures. Very funny. We will also link to that in the show notes. Read them their stories. Cooper's just chilling. Like his diaper gets changed. She's hanging on the bed. He's having a stuffed animal. He's laughing and finishing his bottle if, if applicable. And it's a great time. Then we put the red light, green light on. And I say, we say the little line when the light is red. Come on. Stay in bed. If the light is green. Come find me. Come find me. And when you do, you're a superstar. And Brody does it. And you might have seen on my Instagram stories. It's adorable. And then they go. Everyone goes into their respective beds. I put Cooper down. He gets his sound machine on, his two pacifiers, his little bear that goes next to his face. And we go, night, night. Close his door. And now we sit in a chair in the hallway and... Now, I like last night I did this so that they couldn't see me. 
So I like sit in the hallway kind of by like the steps. So like they can't see me anymore because like they were seeing us and it just is a disaster. And we just go every time that they're like, mommy, daddy, like anyone there, we're like, I love you. Go to sleep. I love you. Go to sleep with this, which Nicole, a sleep trainer, recommended that we start that. Um, The only thing I don't like about doing that, though, is like now they expect us to do that every single night. And it was supposed to be temporary. And like the nights that we don't do it, then they just go back to square one. And like Brody gets out of his bed every five minutes. So we sit in the hallway and the light, their lights are off, their sound machines on, and we just wait for them to go to sleep. And I'm usually like uploading my nightly reel that I do at 7:30, finishing up some emails, and just sit in the chair for like 15 to 20 minutes. All right. So let me let me reiterate what you just said. Why? Just so we got it down. You have to say that whole thing again. No, I'm not gonna no, you gave so much detail. I'm yeah, just people say, like details. I know this they like the details. Scoop. This is the tea. But we're very consistent in the timing we bring them up and the order in which things get done so that they are familiar with the process and they realize that this is the routine to go to sleep. And I think what was happening was when you and I were doing it together, there was just so much stuff going on that it became very like unorganized and like more stimulating to the kids than relaxing. And I think what I've come to realize is having the one parent do it, there's a set expectation and the kids are a lot better at following it. So it might not work. Like I think all those things that we do work for us. It might not work for everyone, but I think the key is the consistency in the process of, of put, of doing bedtime. I think the key in parenting is consistency. Yeah. In so many ways, the key of the summary of this podcast episode is consistency. When you're breastfeeding or pumping or whatever, and the bed, like everything, the routines really help. At least they have helped us. So yeah, that's a wrap, right? That's all she wrote. Okay, great. I'm hungry. I like doing these earlier in the day. I feel like I'm less like, you know, (laughs) okay. Like I just, I don't know. I'm more, I'm more energized in the morning. I wake up, I'm ready to go full throttle. Thank you guys. I hope this episode was helpful and we will talk to you soon. 